Hey everyone, welcome to episode 234 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Somehow, some way, we have made it to Thanksgiving 2020. And it probably couldn't have come at a better time for the majority of us, if we're being honest. COVID burnout is real. Timelines for resuming life as we knew it or something similar are unknown and cloudy at best. Nothing seems normal, whatever that is anymore, not really sure. But as we've continued on this journey of while we wait, we can see maybe more clearly than ever that through it all, no matter what has happened, we have reasons to give thanks this year. Yep, even in 2020. I mean, many of us have lost jobs, relationships, loved ones, directly and indirectly to the pandemic's fallout. And yet, here we are. If you're listening, you're right here with us. We've awoken from another for another day, and whatever God's purpose, our gift of another day to live for Him is reason enough to give thanks. Another day of waiting for the first day of a new adventure in our lives. Sometimes that's just the way I've got to look at it, because God truly has blessed us with so much. And I found this quote on Thanksgiving from Alexander McLaren, who was a, a pastor way back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, he said, the prayer that begins with trustfulness and passes on into waiting will always end in thankfulness, triumph, and praise. And I thought, man, if that isn't true, that when we are in prayer and we know even in the waiting, it's always going to end up if we have trust in God, even in the waiting, it's always going to end in thankfulness, triumph, and praise. I really like that. So this week we have been Continuing on in this while we wait, all the way back, Abraham, Job, Joseph, Moses, Daniel, we talked about the things of Isaiah, about the things of his prophecies, the things that came to pass. And, you know, with Thanksgiving Day just a day away, we're appropriately giving thanks and to the one that truly deserves it, all of our thanks and so much more. And Andy, I love that you started out with Psalms 107, confirming that above all else, you know, we have to be thankful because it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. I mean, just so simple. But yet, if there's a reason that we need to be giving thanks, that's it. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I love the four groups that, you know, it goes on to talk about. Wandering for years in the desert on the brink of exhaustion, locked in a dark cell, confined behind bars, sick from a living a, a bad life full of sin and the, the consequences of that sin, being pulled from the brink of death and out at sea in death-inducing conditions. And in each case, he got you out in the nick of time. Yeah. <laughs> I, but why does it seem like that is always why, – why does it always have to be or seemingly be? In the nick of time. Is this a guy? Yeah, is this right. a? Is this just a God thing that He goes? I'm sorry, guys. You're just gonna have to. You're just gonna have to deal with this. Yeah, I. No, I think you know the the fact is is that it seems it always seems like it's in the nick of time because we we often we too often don't call them until we're in desperate desperate situations. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. It might, it might could it might could be solved sooner and less chromatically if we would have conversations with him on a more regular basis. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ooh, man! Now that that's hitting below the belt on uh, on Thanksgiving week because, yeah. I mean, honestly, we'd love to say that we don't know that to be true or that well, that's that's not me when I look at my life. Well, yeah, if I'm not being honest with myself, of course, I suppose that could be true. 
But I think we all resonate and find some common ground with everyone in these groups, even if it's just metaphorically. We can all have felt something that those in those four groups have gone through. And yet, even though that each of those were in the nick of time, it really struck me because you said, you know, given that, yes, each of these four groups, God got you in the nick of time. And yet you said, you know, we know that there are people who are going to die in the desert. We know some that don't make it out of prison or that some sick people die. And some of those ships never reach port. And, you know, maybe this year more than ever with COVID, so many of us have lost somebody that we know. And in many cases, people that are close. I lost one of my closest uncles here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And you really start to to think about this. And I mean, it's not a secret, but at the same time, when you lose someone like that, who seems to be invincible and you're expecting in that nick of time, and then it doesn't happen that way, it does make you stop and think to yourself, maybe I need to be reevaluating how I'm approaching things because it's not always in that nick of time and it's not always going to end with it, you know, obviously the ending that we want or that maybe we've even prayed for. Right. Because our, our, most, of, most of our desires and most of our requests and most of what we hope for are very temporal results. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we want sort of what we want when we want it. <laughs> And yet, it is a matter of faith to believe that if we could see the end from the beginning, we wouldn't choose anything differently. Right. Um, but it, when you're in the middle of a crisis, don't tell me that. It's not helpful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one's appreciating that sentiment at all. No. <laughs> well, you know, the more I thought about this, and it was really odd because – well, of course we should be we should have gratitude and we should we should be grateful and we should give thanks to God. And yet we see that the situations that you broke down this past week and as we think about it, it also doesn't just give us, you know, someone can say, Well, yeah, I, I stay on the positive side of things, Randy. You know, I I I don't think like that. And even if it doesn't work out that way, you said God is not encouraging Pollyannish thinking. Right. Because, well, it just, you know, it all works out in God's eternal plan. (laughs) I sometimes feel that way that we can get so just, I don't know, it just, it, it's what we've always done. It's what we always know. Well, God's going to take care of it. It's all part of God's plan. If we could see the beginning from the end, we wouldn't change anything. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying to, and and I know we've talked about being prepared, and that's a whole nother double edged sword that we can talk about, but. But like we we should still take it seriously and we should still be living our life in this grateful nature, but we should also be taking things seriously. Like, you know, no matter what comes our way, we need to be ready for it. And like you said, unless we're talking to God, there's really no way we can be. And that seems so simple. And then that seems like Pollyannish thinking. How do we put these into some kind of an order that we can say, all right, I I get it. I, I need to be grateful, but I also need to. I'm just going to say prepared because I can't think of another word, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. How do mm-hmm. we how do we put those in some kind of an order that gives our mind some peace? Because for me, I can I, I start going like a pinball machine, Andy. I mean, I'm I'm over here like I should be doing this, and and then something <laughs> sneaks up on you, like my uncle. That was that was so far out of the blue, even though he had right. been, been sick, and then it, it kind of rocks your world in a way that you know is is probably good for us. 
but it it just seems like no matter what you do, it's hard to find some kind of a balance with all of these things so that we – because I think if we could be more balanced, other people would look at us and go, huh, I am never that balanced. What is this person doing? And I think that would be the thing that I would look at and go, how's that person doing that? Because I want to be more like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think part of it is releasing releasing our attachment to the temporal. Mm. Um, you know, it's like, okay, should time last long enough, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and so and so I really do think that you know one of the one of the pluses of going through COVID is a lot of people have given mental attention to their own death and their own mortality who hadn't done that maybe before or in a long time. And there's something good about that in the sense of, okay, this world isn't not our home. We're just passing through kind of thing. Yeah. And how, how do we, how do we not get so locked in to the, the wonderful reality of living in this world? And it's great. And it's, it's miraculous. It's stupendous. It's, 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 it's just, it's crazy good on one side. And yet, at the same time, we have to recognize that bad stuff happens, and it's not perfect. And but it's also not permanent, right? It's a it's a temporary sojourn. Hmm. I, I like that because I think we end up looking so short sighted, even though uh, you know I've got a five year plan, I've got a ten year plan, or whatever. But again, when something happens like someone close passing to you, and it's like, yeah, that's what they thought too, right? They thought yeah. shoot, mm-hmm. they thought they had tomorrow. I mean, they didn't. Yeah, well, I think everybody always thinks we have tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just not guaranteed. And even though statistically, you know, you can work things in many different scenarios, but things happen every day and all the time that aren't supposed to happen, or statistically shouldn't happen, or you didn't do anything that would have provoked something to happen, or you know, a thousand scenarios. And I think it it can be when we get caught up in all of this. And I've seen so many people, and myself included, at certain points during the pandemic where you can swing from, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, like you said, we're going to throw out the hand sanitizer and, you know, burn the masks and we're just going to, (laughs) you know, just do whatever. And then Mm -hmm. or on the other side where you become locked in this, man, you know, what if I what if something did happen to me? You know, what's my family going to do? I mean, yeah, sure. I've got insurance. I've got, you know, all these things, blah, 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 blah. But people that I love are going to be without me or if something happens to them, I'm going to be without them. And it just seems like there's so many things that can just keep pulling us apart. And I think it it's, it it takes away so much from the heart of gratitude that we need. And I've just found that to be more and more true all the way through COVID. And so this has been such a good list while we wait, it, it, while it's the most frustrating thing ever. You know, yeah, I'm about over it. <laughs> you know, and it it just reflects what we're in, and it, it's caused us to be in this struggle. But I found that it's also been something that we can take away. God's you know giving us little pieces every week through what we're talking about here at Whole Life Church, what we're talking about when we're talking to God one on one because we're having these conversations. Then you find things in Scripture, you find things even in other people's prayers that you can hold on to. And then you start to feel like, wow, God is giving me all these little pieces to put together, but I quit getting pieces when I'm not talking to him. Right. And and right. that's the part I, yeah. that keeps coming back. 
No, I think that's good. And I, you know, the, the week Daniel, where he, you know, a commitment to pray versus just praying. It was, you know, it was, it's much, it was much more, uh, a little more intentional and, and, uh, you know, really he was serious about his prayers to the point of willing to go to the lion's thing because he's going to change his, change his habit. And yeah. I think if we, you know, like you say, if, if we can, if we can, um, be a little more, um, uh, not serious is probably the right word, but, um, you know, consistent and intentional about our prayers that, that makes a difference. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing that I wanted to, before we start wrapping it up is the 10 lepers story. And I think we've talked, I think we talked about the, the 10 lepers not that long ago. And I'm like, where are we bringing in the 10 lepers? How is this working into, I mean, okay, I know we're, we're, we're talking about gratitude and, I'm like, how is it that in every Samaritan story, seemingly that Jesus tells, that the foreigner, and you know, he's the hated hero, the person that you know should never win the story, is always the Samaritan. It's always the people that the the listeners to these stories, the Jewish people, would have been like, no, come on, Jesus, that could never happen because this guy's a Samaritan. We don't even talk to these people, and yeah. yet, and yet, he's the only one that comes back. And I thought, as we. It, as we think about gratitude, I just thought that was a such a great way to help us pull this together. You said, I wonder if part of the gratitude of this one foreigner, his clarity on was not having any expectations or sense of entitlement. He knew he was in a mess, knew he was a foreigner, knew that no respecting Jew would give him the time of day, no less heal him. So when the reality that God got him out of his leprosy in the nick of time, the only proper response was to thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle of mercy to him. And the part that got me really was his clarity and not, you know, not having any expectations or sense of entitlement. And I think that's one that we as Christians can struggle a lot with because it's like, well, yeah, we're, you know, all Christians, don't we all think we're God's chosen people? Yeah, and so really. there's that entitlement part to it, but to me, just re, just having that clarity, and I, I don't know how to have that all the time, but you know, obviously, we know that prayer is a part of that. What did you what, when you were reading that part and you decided to include it in the message? What part about that really moved you into that into that gratitude part that you wanted to really hit home with? Because that that hit home hard to me. I'm sorry, Randy. I, I, I lost I lost the first part. What part of that when we were talking about when you use decided to use that story, what part of it was it that, oh, yes, that, yes. that he pulled into that just made you go, yeah, this is what this is how we're going to tie this in? Well, I think there was, there were a couple of aspects that really were very important. First, the first, the fact that he was the sole returner, mm-hmm. um, you know, the only one that came back. But, you know, I mean, we're hard on those poor leper guys. I mean, here they've got <laughs> leprosy and, and they've gotten healed and Jesus sent them to see the priest. He didn't say he had to come back and thank me. That's I mean, true. So, you know, they're, they're, they're rushing on to re-engage with life again. Yeah. I think the whole aspect of the fact that he was a Samaritan despised by Jews and, and he's the one that comes back and says, thank you. But, but I think his heart was probably maybe more filled with gratitude because of his lack of expectation. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that's the, um, but just I just thought, man, great story of of taking time, and of course he he had a he had a different closeness with Jesus than the other nine, 
by coming back and having that conversation, mm. you know? Yeah. And re- reaffirmed in his healing and uh, just, you know, just really a much more. And I think that's one of the things you have to recognize is that when, when we have a heart of gratitude, it builds bridges with people. It opens us up to a more social connections. It helps us feel better about ourselves. When he went and saw the priest, he wasn't any less healed for having taken a little time to go back and say thank you, you know. And his heart might have been a little bit softer for the rest of his life for that extra trip back to Jesus. Sure. Man. All right. This week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, how hard is it to believe that God is 100% good and 0% bad? Now, I'm only going to speak for me, but the difficulty for me is realizing that the no's, the redemptive sufferings, the silence of the Valley of Job experiences— And subconsciously then applying those negatives as I see them or as I perceive them as God being bad or maybe just simply absent. Like maybe God's not out to get me, but he certainly isn't listening to me. (laughs) And, you know, because if he did, something would be happening. And by default, this puts uh, God in a place at a further distance from me then. And, you know, it's he's less my savior because, well, if he was my savior, <laughs> I could use some saving. He, you know, if he knew what was going on, he must be able to do something about this. And, <laughs> really? And then it pushes me to just be self-dependent. And it's only in those times when you're in the word and I'm in prayer all the time, daily, multiple times a day, that this just doesn't become so easy or turn back towards the normal. And I think that was – so I don't think it's always a, a – Oh, God is bad because, but it's just, well, nothing's happening. So subconsciously almost, you just start moving away from this. And if you're not connected, you have no, I don't think you have any choice but to drift. Yeah. It's, and it's not that God is bad. It, it's, we, we become more deists where it's just, he's, uh, he's just distant and uninterested. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And it, but it doesn't, it, it's no better for us to think, you know, just to be at more absent or whatever. It, it's still like God is bad. Cause I'm not getting, right. I'm not getting my needs met. <laughs> That's right. He's not coming through for me. So obviously <laughs> something's wrong. And then why would we tell anyone to trust God? Because he's not coming through for me. I mean, I don't want to be the guy giving bad advice. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? So what about you? How hard is it for you to believe that God is a hundred percent good and zero percent bad or how do you remind yourself or how have you figured out that he's always 100% good? And if you have, I would love to hear it. Even if you haven't, you know, it's always uplifting to hear how someone else deals with the same thing or what their journey has taken them through with struggles. So I hope that you will take a moment during this week of Thanksgiving, do a little reflecting after you've listened to us today and send a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or email podcast at wholelife.church. And would love to do a little segment where we just followed up on any of those. It can be even things that you're grateful for, things that have happened this year that maybe uh, defied what you thought the norm was going to be for 2020. Maybe something is actually good has happened to you or spectacular, and we'd love to hear those as well because we all do better together when we understand the journeys that those around us and those in our circles are dealing with. Our final thoughts are from the near the somewhere in Andy's message. I lost track of where it was, but he said, while we wait, even when things don't work the way we'd like, even then we give thanks to the Lord because we know he is good. And that even when we don't understand, we trust that his love will prevail because his love endures forever. And listen, our lives are richer when they are filled with gratitude. That is a true statement. 
And the thank you, <laughs> the thank you never seems like enough for God. But what can we offer that would be sufficient for all the work that he does on our behalf, all the things that we don't see? And like you said, from the beginning to the end, would you change anything? Of course not, because his, you know, what he's letting us go through is what we need. But anyway, all everything that's happened this year, all the loss, all the the challenges, everything that's just been a pain in the in the rear end because of it, of of COVID and the pandemic. Um, I'm hitting this Thanksgiving with a whole ton of being thankful and giving thanks to God. My family is safe. They're healthy. We're together. We have a house that is cool when it needs to be, warm when it needs to be, dry always. And I have a family that loves God and they love me. And so I can't ask for anything more than that. Everything else is just blessings on top. Pretty good Thanksgiving. It is. Exactly. I'm looking forward to some pie. Uh, anyway, next week, are we still waiting? We're uh, we're still waiting, but it's going to be at at, at uh, Mead Gardens uh, outdoors um, service for our church. That's right, yeah. And we're talking about um, while we wait, trust God's word, and we're talking about tying the first Advent and second Advent together. Ooh, that's going to be fun. That should get you in the mood for the season, right? Yeah, we're hoping so. A little Christmas carols to be sung, so it'll, it'll be fun. Well, now, <laughs> if I remember right, there are 200 open spots for 930 and 12 at Mead Gardens. That's the max for each we can have, correct? That's correct. And uh, we're going to we're gonna check the numbers this week. And if we have very few at first and uh, enough space at second to absorb them, we may just go to the one service. So we'll you know, make your get your tickets for the service you prefer, and you'll be contacted if anything changes. If anything changes, and then we need what? We need to bring blankets, chairs, masks. Blankets, yeah, anything blankets, else? Chairs and masks. That's it. Food. Yeah, and snacks a, maybe. A, a, a good, a good, exciting <laughs> engagement with the day. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, well, that's going to do it. I hope each of you have a fantastic. Thanksgiving and would really would love to hear from you what you're thankful for this year. And it would be great to kind of include those with next week's episode post Thanksgiving as we start to gear up and ramp up for the Christmas season, which always gets crazy. It's good to get that thankfulness out of the way and get that out there beforehand (laughs) because you know, the the Christmas season can bring out the worst in people. So let's get, let's get all that done this coming week and make sure we, we know going in, we've got a game plan for being grateful all the way through the Christmas season. So join us next week for speaking of grace on Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll be back here. We'll discuss about the tying that first advent and second advent together and what we experienced at Mead garden. So that's going to do it for this week. Thanks as always for joining us. And have a fantastic and wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving.